Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. I'll say this much. Find someone who loves you as much as WWE loves throwing fireballs in the faces of their competitors. Welcome in to another edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast recapping NXT 2.0, which I know my man Sid is just psyched into. He is so fired up to talk about this show. Oh, man. He is literally just... I can see the eyes. They're piercing me right now. <laughs> he is so pissed off that he has to talk about NXT 2.0. Listen, Sid, say what you want about the show collectively. There are a lot of people on it that I do get excited to watch every week, and I am excited to watch their development. If you look at it as more from a scouting standpoint, which I do, other than an actual fan watching a wrestling show, I tend to enjoy it. I really do. Are we watching the same show? The, the keyword that, that just made your entire statement fall apart was a lot. A lot, a lot to me is more than a handful of people. There's a handful of people on this show that's interesting, that are good wrestlers, and that they highlight what they're good at more than what they're not good at. Literally, the biggest issue with this show is that there are people that are good at certain things and not so good at other things, and they highlight the other things. It just doesn't make sense. Well, here's the thing, man. You know why they do that? Because it's a developmental show. They're only going to get better at those things by doing those things. No, sometimes you will never be good at those at those things. You then know they what? ain't going to make it. You then they're not going to make it to you the main what? roster and make you it know? in this business. That's the point of the show now. You know why you know why Taz was successful under Paul Heyman and wasn't successful under Vince McMahon? It's because Paul Heyman highlighted his strengths and hid his weaknesses. Because sometimes it doesn't matter how many times you do your weakness, it's always going to be your weakness. Why was why was Keith Lee successful in NXT and not on the main roster? Triple H highlighted his strengths and hid his weaknesses. While Vince McMahon was like, here's his weaknesses. His, his weaknesses are limitless. Here you go. And that's why he's no longer in the company. Like, they need to learn from their mistakes of just months ago. I understand what you're saying when it comes to the main roster, which is the major leagues now. Like, I understand people are pissed off that this isn't the black and gold brand that they love with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and, and all those guys who are just putting on banger matches and made that brand up to a, a one that was on par with Raw and SmackDown. I understand that people are pissed off about that. But WWE looked at this show and said, look, we have to build toward the future for the betterment of Raw and SmackDown. So this is, once again, developmental territory. So if you get a guy who is really good at A, B, and C, but can't do D, and you move him up to the main roster, don't highlight D. That's fine. 
But on NXT, give him a chance to try to develop D, to try and get better at D, whatever it is, whether it's selling, whether it's talking on a mic, whether it's high flying, whether it's power moves, whatever the hell it is that there's weaknesses, that's what this show's for. It's all about reps. You're watching the practice squad right now. But it's been six months, Rick. Like, the, the, you can't keep telling me, oh, let's keep letting him try D. It's been six months, and D don't work. <laughs> don't try something out. Try to highlight A, B, and C for a while, and then come back to D and let him try at it again. When it's been six months and D ain't working, stop doing it. Case in point, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo is a great character. Tony D'Angelo gets him gets the character on the mic. He cuts very effective promos and promos that get across his character. So focus on that. Don't give me a 15-minute match with Tony D. He ain't ready for that. He ain't ready for that. Yes, that is something that he needs to work on, but focus more on the character stuff because that was the stuff that was getting him over. Giving him 15-minute matches against Pete Dunne yeah, it can get him better, but I've seen two of these matches now, and neither one were that good or that memorable that I'm gonna remember a month from now. So I I just want sorry, them I, I, I just I want them to see I just want them to see what these people are good at and highlight that. Grayson Lawler is is a is the exact opposite of Tony D on this episode. Grayson Waller is actually really good and has potential to be great in the ring and they highlighted that in that match with aj styles stop giving me week after week of him cutting these trash promos the you're i'm viral dude you only got less than ten thousand followers on social media like your your character doesn't translate to who you really are or who you are who you're presented as as a character so stop doing it something is not connecting and they keep focusing on his mic and his character work when his strength is in the ring let him wrestle I don't understand that 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 concept especially with Tony D'Angelo because he's only going to get better in the ring doing 15 minute matches the more that he does it and if he's not then I, I don't know what his future is. Now, granted, Vince McMahon is somebody who's going to look at a guy like Tony D'Angelo and see he can get over with the crowd and not care so much about his about his wrestling ability, and he'll put him up on the main roster and and hope that you know there's some people that can kind of carry him through. And that's that's kind of the more important thing to Vince is having a character that can get over with the fans and being an entertainer. We know they value that more than the actual in ring product, especially on Raw and SmackDown. So Tony D's ceiling is, is is through the roof, and him being in the ring is only going to get better. I will say the same as talking. Honestly, I will agree with you. They got to stop giving Grayson Waller trash material. And if that's the material, if that's the material he's coming up with, then you need to give him better material because it, it, it ain't working. I like his delivery. I like his confidence. It's just what he's saying sucks. That can be fixed. And that's what this show to me is about. Is NXT 2.0 better than NXT? Hell no. Hell no. It's like having a, a young football team that collectively sucks, but you have five or six players that are really good and they're really fun to watch, so there's still some entertainment value there. I find that there's more than a handful of people. You say you find a handful of people on this show that you actually genuinely enjoy watching. 
Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, and, and, and who else on this show that, that you look forward to watching week in and week out? That's it. That's about it. Okay, that's not a handful. That's two. That's a couple. That, a that's about it. Fun. I mean, um, I, Pete Dunn used to be on that list, but they haven't gave him anything interesting to do in quite some time. Santos Escobar is on that list with even when he even when they don't give him much to work with i find santos escobar entertaining so there's there's my close to a handful that's that's four that's four people that i enjoy on this show they just seem to either give put something on or saddle performers that i do enjoy like msk they they saddled them with that whole running of the shaman which was good when they finally got to the shaman but i had to deal with weeks of weeks of just nonsensical bad wwe writing and dialogue to get there um i enjoyed falter and imperium so yeah there you go that's my thought there yeah we're, we're gonna talk more about uh Volter and imperium because the the now that they are together again that's another reason for me to get excited to tune in because those three collectively as a unit Gets me way more pumped up than just the other two when Volter wasn't there. Also uh, true. Sure. Yeah. But, so but that, I, I I like both of them, Barthel and uh Eichner in the Eichner, ring. Yeah. So I I will I, I accept them. But as far as like Tony D and Grayson Waller, my biggest entry with this show is they present these guys like they are the second coming to the rock and triple H when really Tony D is just Elias and Grayson Wall is Jeff Jarrett. Like, you can't tell me you're trying to present them as hey, future main oh. eventers when when they're gonna be when they're gonna be nice mid-card X on the main roster. Jeff Jarrett is a Hall of Famer. If Grayson Waller has Jeff Jarrett's career, WWE succeeded. Don't disparage Jeff I Jarrett's mean, name. We're really, we're really saying like Hall of Famer, like there's something like that he needed credentials or something that he earned and Vince didn't just decide. I'm not saying anything about Jeff Jarrett. I am a Jeff Jarrett fan. I've enjoyed him. He was a great mid-card act. He was a great intercontinental champion. But when he left WWE, and Vince Russo was in charge and tried to present him as a main eventer. It didn't work out too well in WCW. And it took TNA a couple of years to get established when they were presenting Jeff Jarrett as the biggest star in the company. I am a big fan of Jeff Jarrett, but I understand where Jeff Jarrett's place on the card. He was most effective. But I, don't think, I don't think I don't think don't present them as a main eventer when I know where they're going to be. When I see the when but I see you're acting like they're trying to make him the main event of WrestleMania this year. They're just trying to make him a main event guy on two NXT 2.0, which is the whole point of the show. Just see no, they're not. The they're presenting him on, on Monday Night Raw to complete silence. Against that AK I actually House. enjoy. That I actually like. We are actually starting to see Raw and SmackDown, like, except NXT. Remember, like, NXT just felt like it was his own island and, like, nothing happened. Like, they would bring somebody up from NXT and pretend like nothing they did on the black and gold brand happened. They would change people's names and just act like they were a completely different person and that the people in their own damn company had no idea who the hell they were. At least now they're starting to blend things together. 
and and actually tie storylines together and have an NXT star feuding with AJ Styles and having him come over to Monday Night Raw, that's only going to help at least bring eyes to the show because you still want to get ratings on it. Problem is, the way the show is structured, you ain't going to get a whole lot of people who are sticking around because a bad football team with talented players is still a bad football team, and NXT 2.0 right now is still a bad show. Uh, we do appreciate everybody who is uh, tuning in. We do appreciate everybody who has subscribed to the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel. Thank you so much. Uh, if you are new to the show, hopefully you're enjoying what you're listening to. Hit that subscribe button and make sure you don't miss out on the first ever guest of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, the Hand of the King, Sir Kofi Kingston, will be joining us. Uh, that interview is going to drop this Friday at 7 a.m., so make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out. Of course, you can also hear us wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Spotify, our iHeartRadio, we're all over the place. Uh, so make sure to, to tune in if you're an audio listener and not a visual guy. Although, I don't know why you wouldn't want to tune into the video just to see the, the facial expressions that Sid gives whenever I I just I strike a chord with... I just, I just love to push his buttons and just make his eyes pop out of his skull. It's, it's so damn great. I love it. Uh, we uh, NXT, that does it. <laughs> Believe it or not, Sid, I actually did come up with the five big questions out of the night for me. At least the five big questions for me as we dive into the five count here, as we always do. And we'll start with number one, the main eventer tonight, Mr. Jeff Jarrett himself, Grayson Waller. Did he pass the test? This was clearly a test with AJ Styles. And this whole story arc that culminated here tonight and then finished off with the, the reemergence of L.A. Knight. That pop that he got tonight, by the way. Yeah, that's a guy I enjoy watching on NXT 2.0, by the way. He should be on the main roster sooner rather than later. Did Grayson Waller pass the test tonight in his match with AJ Styles? Yeah. Grayson Waller's strength is in the ring. So you put him in there with a guy that pretty much can't have a bad match unless you're Omos. In AJ Styles, and it was a good match, a good main event, and he passed his uh lit litmus test here. I just don't think that he's the guy that they are presenting him as at this point. But as far as this matchup here, he definitely passed the test. His strikes are phenomenal, uh, pun intended, by the way. There were a couple of uh, shots there that might have been just a little stiff. Maybe a little stiff. I know uh, AJ had a little bit of blood on the lip, so maybe they were a little close. But I honestly, as a viewer, I prefer that. There is nothing that takes me out of a match quicker than some of these uh, uh, elbow elbow strikes that are supposed to be, you know, detrimental to a man's health. And they just, you know, look like me play fighting, fighting with my daughter. Grayson Waller lays that stuff in, and I appreciate it. His strikes look phenomenal. He's got tremendous athleticism when he jumped through the ropes and then you know rolled through and gave Styles the stunner. That was fantastic. He knows how to sell and knows how to carry an injury all the way through the match uh, with the calf crusher. He kept showing that through. Very solid worker. Say what you want about his mic skills, about what he says, but there is one thing that is undeniable. Grayson Waller can go in the ring. So now they need to give him more reps on the microphone, Sid, so he can get better at talking. Because if he can find his voice, if he can figure it out, they got something in Grayson Waller. They do. 
He's just got to figure it out. He's got to find his voice on the microphone. And the only way that's going to happen is one with better stuff. He's got to get better stuff. He has to. Because what he's spewing every week ain't working. But he's just got to keep talking. No. He's keep talking. It, don't, it don't matter if you keep talking if it's trash material. It's going to be the same effect. It's like, I, I said, it's like I said telling, two things there. I said give him better material and give him can't. more reps. They can't. They can't. It's like it's like what are you what are you asking for here? You're not gonna change anything. It's like it's like if you told if you told Terry from a uh, Terrence from uh, Florida, here's a different script for that sex tape that you did. Instead of saying that you know that you don't want your daughter to date black men, say you don't want your daughter to date people of color. It's the same thing. <laughs> It's the same thing. It's still Terrence from Florida being racist. <laughs> and just like Grayson Waller, it don't matter. You let Grayson Waller talk for 90 minutes or nine seconds. If the material is trash, what his promo is going to be is trash. But don't tell me they can't improve. Don't tell me. If they want to improve the material, they can. Look at what they did with Roman Reigns. We're only four years removed. That is not the writer. We the, One of our first debate was about writers in the WWE. The issue is the writing. Roman, it wasn't the writing improved for Roman Reigns. It was the writer stopped writing for Roman Reigns. That was the improvement. Some some talent need writers, though. Some people yes. need help. I don't know which one Grayson Waller is. I don't know if he's a guy who's getting this stuff and is screaming, Jesus, just let me do my thing. Or if he's a guy that needs help creatively. Uh, wh whichever one it is. Give the man some help. Either let him loose and see what he can do on his own, or if this is what he's coming up with on his own, give him a damn writer. It, it shouldn't be evergreen for everybody. It shouldn't be the same. Everybody shouldn't get – like, Kevin Owens is great by himself. He doesn't need a damn writer. Roman Reigns proved he didn't need a writer. Dean Ambrose, sure as shit, didn't need a writer. Some guys do. I don't know which one it is with Grayson Waller. I'd be very interested uh, to find out. One of the things we brought this uh, gentleman up earlier, uh, Walter, is now a permanent member of NXT, which has me excited to watch this show. Imperium back together uh, as a trio. Uh, they, they sure as heck ain't adding uh, Timothy Thatcher back to that group. Uh, so they're going to stay a trio uh, for the uh, foreseeable future. Has me very, very excited. And when I look across the landscape of NXT 2.0, I get the sense that Braun Breaker is coming up to the main roster sooner rather than later sometime this year. So I don't, while I feel like he does still need some seasoning, they will probably rush him up to the main roster, maybe even before he's ready a little bit and let him get that final seasoning on the main roster. So I don't expect this to be a lengthy NXT championship run. So that being said, Sid, do you buy looking at the, the landscape of things and that promo that we saw tonight and the pursuit of excellence and championships and never slowing down, are you buying Volter as the biggest threat to Braun Breaker's title run? Yeah, I mean, there's two threats really to Braun Breaker's run based on based on how NXT has presented these guys and their track records and just the way they the way they look 
for Walter's sake. Walter just has that intimidating look where physically he can match up with Braun Breaker. So I think that it is, yes, he is the biggest threat to Braun Breaker's title run. But as far as the push and their presentation since coming on, coming on to NXT, the other big threat for him is the current North American Cruiserweight yep. champion, Carmelo Hayes. Because Carmelo Hayes is kind of, he is the Seth Rollins to Braun Breaker's Roman Reigns. Those yeah. These guys are going to kind of be neck and neck on this NXT 2.0 run and probably into when they come up to the main roster. So if there is cohesion between what NXT, Raw, and SmackDown are doing now, per the reports from uh, PW Insider that says that the NXT creative team has to go to Bruce Pritchard and report to them as far as the, the stories. They can start the story now in NXT between Breaker and and Carmelo. But like you said, if they want to rush Braun Breaker up, get him called up, like maybe after WrestleMania or even, you know, further down the road next fall in before the WWE draft, Valter is right there. Immediately, you could just put him against Braun Breaker and it's believable that Valter can beat him. Yeah, and 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 that's why I'm buying Valter as the biggest threat because I wouldn't put it past WWE to bring both Carmelo and Braun pretty much up at the same damn time. Because WWE, I think they have realized, at least I hope they have realized, they have trimmed the roster too thin. And when they start running into issues, like COVID-19 issues, like injury issues, they're going, crap, now we have to, you know, in case of emergency, shield reunion, break the glass, here we go, we'll put we'll put Roman and Seth in the, in the ring at the same time and we'll be fine. Can't do that every damn time. They realize they got to replenish the ranks sooner rather than later. So if you got a couple of blue chip prospects, Carmelo Hayes is ready right now. He could go up yeah. to the main roster right now and fit in no problem. And I guarantee you he would get over. Braun needs just a little bit more conditioning. So that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if they both brought them both up at the same time. In that case, I look across the landscape. If they're not going to bring up LA Knight, maybe him, but yeah, it's Walter. I, I think hands down, he's a guy, no problem. If a breaker lost to Walter, okay, ain't no shame in that. Not one little bit. This is a guy, how many, how long did he have that damn NXT UK championship? Not that 870 WWE days. Yeah. 870 that, days. Now there was a lot, uh, there was a lengthy hiatus there that kind of added to that. And again, yeah. it's not like WWE cares about NXT, or WWE, NXT UK too much. No. No, not really, but uh, which is why we're seeing some of those bigger stars come over now. Kaylee Ray being one of them. We'll bring her up here coming up in a little bit. Uh, speaking of Braun Breaker, he had a pretty good promo uh, to open up the night and paid a ton of respect uh, to Tommaso Ciampa. Talking about what a great human being he is, stand-up guy he is, how he congratulated him, said it was his time, how he went over to his dad and paid his respects. You couple that with the fact that both Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne have been working dark matches uh, for Raw and SmackDown, and they're going to be on uh, main event. It sure seems like, and this is something that we talked about last week with Tommaso Ciampa, is there still a place for him in NXT? Because until we saw it, I wasn't going to believe that he was going to go to the main roster. It certainly feels like his time in NXT is done. So the question is, have we seen the last of Tommaso Ciampa in NXT 2.0? And following his loss tonight and the fact that he is also working dark matches, is Pete Dunne 
also done. Uh, for their sake, I would hope that that's a yes. Um, because really, if these two guys are going to stay in NXT, all they're really going to do is be taking jobs to this next generation, to this 2.0 era. So the best thing for Tommaso Ciampa was to drop the NXT championship, make a new star in Braun Breaker, and get called up to the main roster. Um I'll be honest, I'm not too enthusiastic about his uh, potential on the main roster. I tend to believe he will be in the same state or the same kind of tier as the Ricochets, the Cesaros of the world, unfortunately. And the only thing that stops Pete Dunne from entering that tier with him, which I also think that the way this match went down, this crowbar and a pole match, especially the finish, it seems like Pete Dunne is also is also going to be called up to the main roster. The thing that he gets to benefit is that he just signed a new deal with WWE, and he's very he's young. He's 25, 26 years old. He can he has a bunch of time to be a mainstay, whether it's if whether they see him as just a mid-card guy because of his size, or whether they see the potential that he can work with just about anybody on the main roster and they can see him being a headliner in the future. Pete Dunn, he has more potential on the main roster than Tommaso Ciampa. But yes, I see both of them being done with NXT and being on Raw and SmackDown. Here's my my only worry is Vince is going to look at either of these guys working these dark matches, kind of like what happened with uh, with Jonah. You know, Bronson Reed starts working these dark matches, and then all of a sudden Vince was like, nah, don't need him. And then they weren't going to send him back down to NXT. And he's like, all right, well, don't need him, cut him. And we're all sitting here like, what the hell do you not see in Jonah that you can't freaking use? Case in point, if you haven't watched it, go back and watch Hard to Kill. That man's damn good. That man is damn good. And Tommaso Ciampa is one of the best in-ring workers NXT's ever had, and he still has a lot to offer. My concern is WWE is going to look at him and go, well, he's 36. He looks like he's 50. He really does. <laughs> I mean, that guy looks... 20 years older than me and he's only god he's only two he's only two years older than me uh so i mean yeah I, if he can't make it on the main roster it's not going to be because of his talents it's because wwe doesn't feel like he's worth investing in which i think would be a mistake and yes unfortunately i i see him potentially falling into that same category as a Cesaro. Cesaro is a is a perfect comparison. One of the most intimidating dudes that you will ever see in person, yet for some reason can barely get off the ground or get an opportunity. Where Tommaso has an edge is he can also talk. So he is a he is a full package. He can deliver a promo. He can work. He's intimidating. He's got a fantastic look. Vince may still think he's a little small. I'm not sure. I have hope. I think they could definitely use him on SmackDown. There is a role that they could carve out for him on SmackDown for sure. Whether or not they actually go through with it, again, nothing on him, but I'm I'm not overly uh, optimistic uh, about his, his chances. I agree with you on Pete Dunne. The age and the new contract does give him a leg up. Also, the thing working against Maso Ciampa, 
is he's a former NXT champion, ladies and gentlemen. And my lord, do you want to hear the track record for former NXT champions getting called up to the main roster? The last one that went well was Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, main eventer uh, at WrestleMania, Raw Rumble winner. Now, let's talk about all the NXT champions after Drew McIntyre, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go through this real quick. Andrade, <laughs> no longer with the company in AEW. First released last March. Malachi Black, fired in June <laughs> with AEW. T- Tommaso Ciampa, he got called up to the main roster too. Not, let's not forget that, ladies and gentlemen. And he if, yeah, if it wasn't for the neck surgery, he would have been on SmackDown or Raw. Absolutely. And, and he went right back to the main to the main roster. Johnny Gargano, no longer with the company. Adam Cole got pitched being a manager, no longer with the company. <laughs> Allegedly Keith got pitched to be pitched. Keith Lee. Keith Lee, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> no longer with the company. And we don't even want to get started on that. Karrion Cross, no longer with the company. Finn Balor, lost to a turnbuckle. Now he's jobbing out to Austin Theory. <laughs> and now we have Tommaso. Oh, no, let me, I almost forgot one. Samoa Joe, no longer with the company. And uh, now we got Tommaso Chapa back rounded again. Hey, I, hope I, we, I hope we all right, let's this be clip fair, so though. I can rewind this with Tommaso Ciampa. Let's be fair, though. List. Shinsuke Nakamura. All right. He, he's still kicking it, winning championships. No, I, said, I, I, I went back to the last one that had a successful call-up, which was Drew okay. McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was after Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. And, right. and and really? We bringing up Shinsuke Nakamura as an NXT champion that has had a successful call-up? Shinsuke Nakamura, that every time he wins a title, it goes to die? It goes to it goes to Japan to die, and he never defends it? That Shinsuke Nakamura you talking about? I mean, you're talking about a two-time... Uh, if you just look at the back of the baseball card, two-time Intercontinental Champion, United States Champion, won the Royal Rumble... I mean, you could do a lot worse. That's all I'm saying. Has it lived up to the full potential? Hell to the nah, because he's another one of these guys that falls into the category of a Tommaso Ciampa, who's incredibly talented, could be one of the main dudes on your roster, but for some reason you're just like, nah, we're okay. (laughs) It's mind-boggling. Absolutely mind-boggling. I guess I should have said Seth Rollins. Yeah, that's a good one. Biggie. That's a good one. Did Roman win it? Roman didn't win it, did he? No. No, I didn't think so. Kevin Owens is a good one. Kevin Owens, yeah. Sammy? No, I uh, couldn't describe that as a good one. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Heavily featured. Lately. In the last two years, he's been heavily featured. Yes, recently. It had, ladies and gentlemen, that man got called up five, six years ago now. Only in the last two years. Remember when he was, like, fed to to Mike Kanellis? The the power of love or whatever the hell they were calling themselves, I don't even remember what it was. Anywho, dude, dude, the fact that we 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 can name the successful NXT champions on the main roster on one hand, that says it all. You're not wrong. Moving on to number four here in uh, the five count. Remember when uh, Parker Bordeaux got signed to NXT? 
And everybody saw that photo of him with the, the big old thighs bulging out, as Edge would say, ones that could crack coconuts. And he's jacked to hell, and he looks like he could be uh, uh, Brock Lesnar's illegitimate son. And, and Paul Heyman is giving him the rub on Twitter, and everybody's losing their damn mind. Oh, he's going to be the leader of Diamond Mine, man. He's going to take over NXT, and he's going to destroy everybody. This is a guy who had the look who has an athletic background. He left USC fo USC's football team to sign with NXT. And then they turn him into Harlan, a, a, a bald mute with a temper who is basically, uh, uh, honestly, a borderline Festus at this point where you where the only person who can control him ain't a ring bell. It's Joe Gacy. I, I, I don't know why they decided to go this way with him. Seemed to be, I, I guess they just thought they had too many ex-athletes and that wasn't the way to go. But I am interested to get your thoughts so far on the development of Harland, a.k.a. Parker Bordeaux. What development? <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest here. We, we we started the bar very low for what they were giving us, and we haven't seen any development whatsoever. It's very it's a very wild man type of like barbaric type of style in the ring. Uh, nothing we've seen. You know his strength is impressive, but he hasn't done really anything impressive in the ring. Uh, the character is very one dimensional. Yes, and. They had a guy who looked like Brock Lesnar, and instead they made him look like Shins for like uh, Snitsky. Like it, it's, I don't get it. It's 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 a strange decision, but I can't say I had thoughts on his development because I haven't really seen any development. A lack of development is still a development. I guess. I guess you can't say that. I mean, from the introduction of the character to what they're doing with Joe Gacy, Joe Gacy. And, you know, we were prepping for the show and I, I, I brought this up to you. It was like, does he strike you as kind of like a, a cult leader, Bray Wyatt light in which you said, no, he's more like Raven light. And I, I 100% agree with you. That was a very, very good call. Um, yeah, it, it seems like they are trying to fill that kind of like cult leader type thing with him and, and using, um, using Harland as his pupil. I, the, the thing that, that worries me, because obviously he still has a, a long way to go, and we haven't seen a whole lot of him in the ring yet. Um, again, the strength is there. He obviously has the, uh, the aggression, and he knows how to lay his stuff in. So he looks believable as a, as a monster. But, yeah, I, I just I don't understand how you have that guy who everybody's looking at as, as Brock Lesnar 2.0. And then you turn him into this. And especially if you're going to start blurring the lines and bringing NXT storylines in here and stop doing what you're doing with the, you know, well, with the, he was so-and-so here, but now we're going to bring him up. You were Husky Harris here, but now you're Bray Wyatt on the main roster. Okay. You were Piper Niven over here, but that Piper Niven doesn't exist. Now you're Dewdrop. If you're blurring the lines, Harlan ain't just going to turn into Parker Bordeaux whenever he gets up to the main roster if he gets there. This is the guy. This is the guy. 
So I, I, I don't know why they have decided to hitch the wagon to, to this character unless the guy just can't talk. The guy, I mean, unless they are doing what you're telling them to do, Sid, which is not focus on his weaknesses and focus on his strengths, which is he just looks like he can murder people. And that's pretty much the only development that he's had so far. I mean, he chucked a man down the stairs. He was supposed to have a match with the Brian Kendrick, and then that got uh, that got called off. So I don't know. I just I don't get what they're doing with him. But they also don't need to rush it either. If he's not ready, okay, I get it. But also he he needs to get uh, some more reps. Last but not least, as we finish the five count here, we got not one but two video packages tonight for Mandy Rose, one specifically for Mandy Rose, and the other one for Toxic Attraction. And let's just say they weren't focusing on the the in-ring ability of Toxic Attraction. And Mandy Rose, let's just be honest, she looked like she was at a Playboy shoot instead of covering a promo. Cutting a promo about being a professional wrestler. It was very, and I'm not crapping on the Divas area, uh, Divas era. I'm not. I'm, I'm really not. Trust me. I grew up during the Divas era. I was a big fan, obviously. But I, I, I have to ask, and this is something that you've, you've brought up on the show before about why Manny Rose was going to retain the championship, and it had everything to do with her looks and not with her in-ring ability, which she does have. And I'm also a fan of, of Gigi and JC. I think they are very talented in the ring as well. But I will ask this question. Is WWE relying too much on Toxic Attraction's attraction, SP3? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't know if this will blow your mind. But Toxic Attraction, just think about it. Toxic Attraction. Yeah. What are the initials of toxic attraction? T and A. <laughs> yes, WWE is relying too much on toxic attractions attraction because that's the thing. That's why they created this thing. They want the man, they want the young 18 to 34 demo, male demo. And this is it, it's the toxic titties. It's the attraction ass that gets their attention, and that is why they are relying on it. And that's why Mandy Rhodes is the face of their women's division and why their women's division has taken a decline from where it was a year ago. This is what they are focusing on. This is what they are relying on. Are they relying on it too much? Yeah. Yeah, they are. But, uh, I mean, Kaylee Ray seems to be starting a few with them maybe she'll be the one to dethrone uh mandy rose but we'll still get toxic attraction because they're women's tag team champions so look we're gonna, we gonna have to get used to it i'm not uh I, i'm not one to sit here and say that there isn't a place for sex appeal in wrestling because there always has been and it does help drive up the audience all right that's it, it's always been the, it's always been that case so there is a place for it whether you you like it or not there's a reason why the the ring attires that these ladies have are what they are and they're not nearly as as scantily clad as what they used to be back in the divas era yeah 
not even close, but it's it's gone hand in hand with professional wrestling, whether you agree with it or not. So there is a place for it. But don't like. Don't parade it in front of me like you're dropping off wings at a table at Hooters like they are literally just saying, here's Mandy Rose. She's wearing nothing. Enjoy it. Just literally just shoving Mandy Rose. Who's a very attractive woman, obviously. Just shoving it in front of the camera and saying, watch us. Watch us. Watch us. And yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's too much. And I'm sure there will be some male listeners who are sitting here going, shut up. What the hell are you talking about? No, give us more of that. As a fan of women's wrestling, and we do a show with Dutch Mantel, and he is like crapped on me before saying, wait a minute, you watch women's wrestling for the wrestling? Yes! I do. I am a fan of women's wrestling. These ladies can go, man. Anybody who has watched Charlotte Flair knows she can go toe-to-toe with almost any guy in the freaking business. I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the development of the women's evolution from the Divas era. I still respect what the Divas did, especially given what they had to go through behind the scenes and what they were given to work with on screen. I respect the hell out of them. But my God, man, this just seems the way they present toxic attraction. I understand and I get the TNA and all of that. And, you know, it, it it has its place. But my God, yeah, they're just shoving it in our face. Like, this is what you want. You, This is all you want. When these ladies are more than just their looks. They are. Again, I'm a fan. I think Mandy Rose is underrated as an in-ring performer. Is she Charlotte Flair? She is not. But she can still go. And so can Gigi and so can JC. I mean, I mean, Gigi can. Uh, I mean, JC, I think she needs a little bit more work, but uh, Gigi was one of the better uh, independent workers out there when she was Priscilla Kelly. So, yeah, I wish they would focus more on their wrestling, but it's not like they are lying to us. Their initials are T and A. Literally, I did not know that, ladies and gentlemen, until this question came across the screen, and I was like, wait, maybe they're trying to tell us something before you even before you even look deeper, or before you even know what the act is, maybe the name is giving something away, and I, t- I stripped away the letters, and I just, it was like, it came together. Ah. <sighs> Oh well, is it working though? Are they? Is it bringing in an audience? They're still pulling in about the same numbers as NXT was. Yes, they are. That's what makes it funnier. <laughs> so here's the thing, though: they're putting on collectively a worse show, but doing the same numbers. So I don't know what think, that means. They think they think they doing pretty good. They doing pretty good for what is officially a developmental show. Yeah. It ain't bad. I'll tell you what. I'm interested to see if the numbers take a spike with AJ Styles on the show. Because if AJ Styles brings in a number, we might see more crossover. And and I would say we should see some more crossover. Because it's only going to benefit some of these young guys to work with people like AJ Styles, like Cesaro. Get some of the the ladies to work with with Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. It's only going to help them. It really is. All right. Look at that. We actually did 43 minutes on NXT 2.0. Are you surprised by that? It made me talk about it, man. (laughs) It was a good debate. A great spirited debate. 
we'll agree to disagree on the on the quality of the show. Like I said, I, I try to find the things that that entertain me and get me focused. If you watch this show more as a talent variety show than an actual cohesive wrestling show, it works to a certain degree. No, it don't. It don't. I've been doing that for weeks, ladies and gentlemen. It don't work for everyone. It worked for Rick Uchido. Appreciate you guys listening. Again, subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. My interview with Kofi Kingston will drop Friday morning, 7 a.m. We'll be talking about, I'm sure, the Usos. We'll be talking about King Woods, Big E. I'm sure the Royal Rumble will come up. Maybe I'll ask him about that Forbidden Door uh, entry and see who he wants. Who? who? I said who? He wants. You'll have to tune in to find out. Appreciate you guys listening. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll be back tomorrow talking about AEW Dynamite, which I believe Sid thinks is a better show than NXT 2.0. I mean, to be fair, ladies and gentlemen, Legends of Wrestling is a better show than NXT 2.0. So enjoy your Tuesday, everybody. Have a great day or your Wednesday, whatever day it is. Enjoy your Wednesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.